Welcome to the Panic Button. I'm Nina. I'm Jesse. So we're watching a video from a KGB agent referring to socialism and what exactly its downfalls are. Ideological subversion is is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Did you hear that? Yeah, they want to make it unclear to kind of trick yeah. and fool and make it harder to make simple decisions. For the protection of... Of who? The is oppressed. It, is it really a protecting them, though? No, but they think it is. Yes, the hypothetical protection. Mm -hmm. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s drop out or have... You, you hypothetically think this is being made in 84. The kids in 84 are being taught this, which is people who are around my parents' age. Mm -hmm. And then they teach my generation, which is a current generation, which is where your uh, th three decade, the three generations comes in. Absolutely. We were just talking about this, and I was reading comics from the 60s. Yeah. And it's the same, same thing. The institution of education has always been corrupt. But the first, first thing he pointed out was demoralization. I think we've lost a lot of morals here, yeah. So that makes the most sense. What do you think has been demoralized in our country? We've talked about this, like, briefly, where I've said that I wish that people still were having Christian morals because everything that came from Christian morals has been lost to the United States now. I don't believe in this whole, uh, nu you know, nuclear family, the traditional... I don't feel like people are attacking that. I think people have different lives, and so your idea of a nuclear family may not be the same as the traditional version. Um, but outside of that, women are clearly demoralized. They're demoralizing themselves. They are sexually promiscuous. They yep. are... Um, In the name of um, expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. They're angry and bitter and resentful more often than not. And it doesn't seem like anyone's looking forward to good things. No one cares about benefiting the world they care about benefiting individually uh, and that's men and women men don't have a moral compass anymore because they fall and sit down to anyone who says that's not right and they'll sit down and be like okay it's not right you shouldn't say men because not all men no i'm not saying all men i'm saying men of my generation seem to be okay yeah yeah like u.s with the demoralization is showing in the country, and I'd say in the country it seems like there's more <clears throat> men who are not willing to stand up. And you know the one of the most famous lines everyone says, don't know where it came from, but it's been around a while. If you don't stand for anything, you fall for everything. And that's yeah. what's happening 
here. And the people that are standing up have already fallen for these things. Another thing of uh, demoralization is I've never heard of so many girls being on OnlyFans. I've never heard of such a lack of virgins for women. What? Women, I haven't heard of virginity for women being su- such a low. Like it's, it's swapped. It used to be more women were virgins than yeah, men. Yeah, And now it's the exact opposite. Yeah. The, the, uh, the feminism of the 60s and 70s kind of went so far feminism. Far, far, oh my God. It wasn't the so 60s and 70s fault, though. No, I'm saying when feminism was good and stood for something and they were fighting for something, it was good. But it's gone so far since then that now it's empowerment is being a slut. Well, in the 60s, it was, you know, it was doing its thing. In the 70s, was more of a sexual revolution, right? <clears throat> so mm-hmm. in the 70s, people were more free love. And then forward to now, I guarantee you half your graduating class is probably on OnlyFans. And so that's a problem, because you don't give them the milk if you want to sell the cow. You know what I mean? Well, see, women women took um, men being promiscuous as as they were jealous, um, <laughs> empowered mm-hmm. as men. You know, powerful men sleep around. And that so the women the got idea. jealous and felt limited. But I will so say, so they went towards the well. I'm going to be just like a man and sleep around. But that's not how it works. Because then you're just like a, a, a used T-shirt being swapped around by men, and you're. No, I think the not... bigger problem was that men could cheat freely, and never have any repercussions. It was more accepted. And then if a woman were to cheat, she would be looked at as a disgrace, and a, and and I think that's what needed to be changed. Yeah. But it, it it spiraled out into this. It's empowering to cheat. It's empowering to do this. Yeah. Why I do want... wait, wait, why do well, hold on? Why do women get the short end of the stick on pretty much everything? They even do it to themselves. The whole empowerment thing. I want to be like a man, but you're you're doing this to yourself. You're being used by these guys. Like you are putting yourself in a position where you are being not empowered but used, and you're trying to manipulate your brain into believing that this is empowerment and and then they're spreading it around to other women so they don't feel alone in their slutness. <laughs> it's ironic. Yeah. Because it's not empowerment. It's actually just capitalism. <laughs> I have a good. You have a good. Let's trade. But they don't want capitalism. No, but it, is it, am I wrong? No, am, am I wrong? Because it's an exchange. It's mm-hmm. I want this, you want that, so we're gonna do it. I don't think they're necessarily taking advantage of these men. I don't think they're manipulating these men. Mm-mm. I think that they are on. They're lacking intelligence. Because if you think that giving, like I said, no one's gonna buy the cow if you give the milk out for free. Right. But you were saying instead of changing the fact or trying to to get it through to people that, you know, men sleeping around on their women is wrong. Instead of trying to get that through to society, women said, well, we might as well just do this instead. You know, instead of trying to, like, convince people that sleeping around with multiple women when you're married and you're having a girlfriend is wrong. wrong. Instead of doing that, they're they're just like, I'm just going to throw myself on a whole bunch of men and say that's empowerment. Like, what are you doing, women? Well, because that's what happens with the sexual liberation movement. It used to be cheating is bad, and you should should know man or woman cheating on your partner is bad. Mm -hmm. And once the sexual revolution happened, it's like, well, they can cheat and have no consequences why can't we cheat and have no consequences and yes i agree with that sentiment however it doesn't mean you should cheat you can still get pregnant no matter what the gender activists say and that's 
at the end of the day, that's the real reason why women should kind of put their morals in check because you are not the same as a man. Men don't think about what happened after sex. You have to take a pregnancy test. You have to have an IUD. You have to have birth control. It's men just a different don't... set of rules based on our biology. Well, men aren't affected four months afterwards, five mm-hmm. months afterwards. They're not affected by it. Realistically, they literally left you with what they, what they had and they walked out the door. So put your morals in place because you don't know if that man's going to come back. You don't know if he's going to be a good father. And you don't know that this is what you want to do with your life. Who are you talking to? I don't know. These sluts. We got off on a different page. Morals. Yeah, no. We lost morals. Demoralization is what he was talking about. Yes. Demoralization. And, and we were saying that women... Have lost morals. Women's empowerment nowadays means... Women sleeping around with multiple men. Right, they haven't lost their morals. Their morals have changed. So they have ship morals. Their morals have been miseducated. Falsely educated. It came from a point of jealousy and not from a point of logical thinking. Why did women do that, though? Well, this has been passed down. I don't, I mean, if your mom's mom's mom told you to go ahead and be the... So it's a learned thing. Yes. It's also women are are kind of herd. Women kind of travel in herds and in packs and groups, and it's kind of a a consensus around the group. Okay, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you think morals are something you're born with or something you're taught? I think it's something you're taught. It has to be. Because if everyone was eating people, like cannibalism was like completely regular, we would have no morals against it. Right. It has to be taught. Baked intellectuals are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. He was saying even if you present them with facts, they still don't believe it. It's like if you can prove to Christians, right, that Jesus never existed. Well, this is the same thing as what we were just talking about. They would still have faith that Jesus walked the earth, right? Yes. It's a a belief. It's It's exactly what we were just talking about. It's something Mm -hmm. you were taught is true. Mm -hmm. It is misinformation. It is not—it's an opinion that's been put as a fact— but it's not a fact. Like he said, right. the sky's blue, but they're thinking it's orange. And they're being educated to believe this. It's because someone told them that's orange, not You know, blue. education is about using your brain. It's about thinking, right? That's yeah. what education is about. It's about learning, retaining information, understanding, questioning, uh, trying to, you know, questioning yourself, questioning other people. Learning is about that in theory. That's more researching, though. Researching is about learning your own information. When you're in school, you're supposed to be taught not how to think, but how to think for yourself. Why do you know how to pronounce your last name? Because I heard it. Because your parents told you. Yeah. And they told you, and they told you. So mm-hmm. someone could say your last name wrong, and it'd be like, actually, that's wrong. It's pronounced like this. But do you know that's true? No. Exactly. But you believe it's true because that's what you were raised to know. Oh, I don't believe it, like... No, I believe the sky is but, blue. But when you were, but when you were ten years old, mm-hmm. if someone said your last name wrong, and you corrected them, 
would you not believe in your heart of hearts that you were right? Yeah, I see what you're getting at. Just because someone teaches you the information mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's correct. And right. when you are in this world, mm-hmm. surrounded by people that are supposed to be good for you, yeah. and someone tells you, the sky's not blue, that's orange, then you're going to be like, holy shit, they care about me, and they're telling me this is orange. And then you're going to go forward and say, that's orange. And you're going to continue to tell people it's orange. So it's a, it's a spread right. of just But talk. what you're supposed to be taught is to ask the question, why do you say that it is orange? Why Explain to me why it's orange and why it's not blue. But most people don't get that far. That's the problem. No one asks why, they just ask what. But how could you really be sure about what unless you understand the why? So here's the thing, and this is where the theoretical mm-hmm. just goes crazy. You're never hypothetically going to be a hundred and ten percent sure about everything it's it's i know i'm a woman that's a hundred percent i'm that's not that's not morals okay when you're referring to morals especially with morals you're never gonna yes i know that killing someone is against your morals yeah not everyone's morals right yes morals are taught what are you getting at you're saying you know that these things are wrong. Right. People who are taught things and are not taught to question don't. They take the answer and they spread it further. Mm-hmm. And so these people have spread and spread and spread to the point where now this is what the world thinks. They're taught to these... be compliant and not to question. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid of society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of the United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm-hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. This is where, the, where you're saying they're taught mm-hmm. this. With morals, there is no truth. There is what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is very learned. So if you're teaching people, this is actually right when yeah. it's not, or this is actually wrong, when it's not, they've moved uh, uh, past morals into ideology. What was it, maleducation? Yeah, I mean, mis- putting, putting wrong information in and telling them it's truth. Yeah, so that's what it really boils down to. And so I don't think anyone truly knows what their morals are in America. I know. Simply because the psychological shock, when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. They will join the links of dissenters, dissidents. So what he's saying is the stuff that these, relating to now, the stuff that these woke people are, or the programmed, are pushing for is going to be what puts them in labor camps if their ideology becomes universal within our society. Because it's a self-eat-self world. Yeah, what's crazy is that their personality, which is pushing this, will be the same personality which will put them on the, like, the blacklist of society if this socialism that they're pushing becomes... He, he said it, it, the same thing that they want will cause them to revolt. Yes. Yeah. Because if, if this is how the world treats the world, constantly lying, 
not telling the truth, then eventually it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. And this is also the problem with them not questioning things and just kind of repeating things is they think they have an understanding, but they don't because they never question. I question all the time. That's why I watched that documentary on Stalin mm-hmm. and Mussolini mm-hmm. just to get a better understanding. And that's fascism, Stalin's socialism, yeah. which is what they push for, and North Korea as well. And I haven't heard a lot of good things about either of those countries when it came to living under a socialist regime. It sounds like everyone is equal, but everyone is also monitoring everyone else. Well, it's, I don't think that's really the biggest problem of socialism. The biggest problem with socialism is greed. Whoever's at the top of the pyramid is usually the greediest motherfucker there. Well, that's also the problem with capitalism. Yes, but capitalism forces people to have to buy goods from other people. You know what I mean? Well, they own those goods as well. My point is there should be. In socialism, they don't own anything. Yeah, I mean, they own, like, their toothbrush and, like, shoes. They don't own themselves. No, they don't. They can't can't choose their jobs. They can't choose their professions. They can't choose their beliefs. a one-party state as well. Yeah, socialism is not going to work. It hasn't worked yet, and they always make the argument of... That's not true socialism. Right. If we did socialism a different way, then it would work. It's like, I don't want to be the country that tests that theory out <laughs> I'm right now. I'm not looking now. to be the guinea pig yet. Yeah, no thanks. I've seen, we've seen other countries do that, and it hasn't been very good for How's them. How's that working, bud? Unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Here you can, you can get popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your pen. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, Even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. And he was saying that in 1984. Mm-hmm. Imagine he was now, seeing the world as it is. Demoralization. It's way past that now. Here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans. It will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of ideological perception of reality back to normalcy and patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Patriotism. So the reason I say that that's so important is because... When's the last time you heard someone say they were proud to be an American? 9-11. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I remember watching commercials, like, after 9-11, and they would show a neighborhood with just a regular neighborhood, and then after 9-11, and it's the neighborhood, and they all have an American flag outside outside their house. Everyone was a very big patriot after 9-11 happened. It was like the country came together. It's shitty that a horrible thing had to happen in order for our country to come together, but it didn't last. 
because now everyone, it seems, hates America. Not not everyone, but you know what I mean. Everyone in America doesn't want to be in here anymore, and the people that do want to be in here, don't don't. They no, don't, don't, they're not from here. They're not the Americans. They're they're people from other countries who can actually see the benefit of being in America. It's really sad because it's always it's always the entitled middle class kids, you know, like the ones who don't have to worry about money. It's those ones that push for this shit. Normally, yeah. Because they have no idea. They have no idea about the realities or repercussions because they've been coddled. Mommy and Daddy had them this whole time. And then college took over and gave them their safe space. But in the world, there is no safe space. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And you don't know who's a good person and who's a creep. Now, in college, they'll protect you from the the monsters and the bad people. But once you get out into the real world, you can't, you know, cry and scream on TikTok and expect um, the college dean to come and save you. Destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flab, it doesn't matter anymore. And it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas... Uh... Do you notice how he said they don't care if you get fat or flabby? That's what's happening right now. Everyone mm-hmm. is praising people for, for being overweight, calling it acceptance. But it's because they don't care about those people. You know what I mean? They care about how they look when they talk about those people. But they don't care about those people because if they did, they wouldn't be saying, go you for being 300 pounds and morbidly obese. They wouldn't be saying that if they cared for you. If they wanted to look good because they only care about themselves, yeah, then they're going to say body positivity and fat is good, healthy at any weight kind of bullshit. As long as it's not me. The influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the boss. Sound familiar? Promises of equality, equity, inclusion, promising that you'll be happy. and No more worries. No more worries. The pro- You know, when it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. We're going to be in utopia. Yeah, that's not how life works. It's not how people work. Definitely not how finances work. Humans are not good people. Not inherently. No. They're selfish. They are. And people who are pushing this don't understand that. People who are pushing this 
Marxist, Leninist, socialist ideology, they have no concept of the reality of the human condition and human behavior. Well, no, because if they did that, they'd understand why greed works the way it does. You see, when That's we were the little, with not questioning things, when we were little cavemen, we were all greedy because we wanted to keep us and the people that we grunted with safe. So if you got a big animal, you wanted to keep it with you and your family. That's greed, baby. It's still here today. It's the same reason. It's human nature, and that's what this all boiled down to. Someone wants control. Someone wants more than other people. And so the, the, this juvenile idea of living in a world where everyone gets everything that they need, it's actually juvenile. If you're not going to put any work in, you're not going to get anything. I don't see a lot of people who are homeless or in trailer parks. Screaming about socialism? Scre- screaming about socialism. You only hear it from the people who don't have to worry about having a place to sleep. Yeah, because their worry parents about want rent. them to go work. And they're like, well, why can't I just get everything handed to me that I need? They don't understand suffering humans. They don't understand because they, they're, they're not taught to question. They're taught to abide because this is reality. The utopia will come. It sounds like a cult. It sounds like every, every novel my English teacher recommended that we'd read, 1984, Brave New World, it sounds Animal like Farm. that. He will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. Situation is not under control. Situation is disgustingly out of control. The, the time bomb is ticking. With every second, the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, and that's pretty much it for the video. But he was giving a, a pretty big warning to America. You get your shit in check. Coming from a socialist country. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a part of the KGB. I mean, this is a person who knows what he's talking about. He knows the ins and outs, and he is warning you. And no one heard the message. Didn't seem like it at all. I don't know how many years after 9-11 to where it just started freaking falling apart. Maybe like 2010? I don't know. 2015? No, I feel like when Obama was in office, we were still kosher. Not amazing, but kosher. Not as bad as it's become. Because not now, like, even Obama and Michelle Obama are crying. Like, I was just talking to a co Victimhood. Oh, fuck that. I was just talking with a co-worker about this, and I was like, even to the level of race relations, no one had to say, we're not racist, we have a black president. Nobody had to say that. Like, it was a brief period of time where no one had to defend that they weren't racist. I will admit, though, the people who are running the country are very smart because they know that they could just manipulate the people and instead of coming after them, the people who run the country and have all the money, instead of coming after them... Civil war. They make them come after each other. They spin this narrative of racism where there is none, where there's only very little. They're saying it's everywhere. Everywhere. Which is false. False information. The rich people are smart because they're pretty much manipulating the media into making society believe that there's an issue where there is none, so they focus on that issue over time instead of focusing on the real issue, which is the rich people and the people running the country. The corrupt people are fucking everything up. And this is when we go back to the morals being taught, because Mm -hmm. if you can teach someone morals, you can teach them what they get upset about. So now now you know what's going to trigger the entire country. Mm-hmm. You have control. You have them on your li- right around your little finger ready to go. 
So, yes, it takes a long time, but if you teach a kid to hate their mom, they're going to hate their mom. Mm -hmm. If you teach a country to be fighting internally... Yeah, all you have to do is manipulate the media, get a good algorithm for social media, and you're on your way. You are successfully emotionally manipulating an entire country. Yeah, yeah so China and Russia right now, it mm -hmm. seems, are the biggest culprits of that. But what do you guys think? Have any questions? Email us, the panic button podcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. <laughs>